Well, hello, everyone. Whoa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scene Partners. Partners. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you didn't like the very beginning? You think you sounded a little like, oh, I was a little negative there. Uh, no, hello, I like stumbled everyone. over my words. Oh, well, what was interesting was you said, hello, everyone, and then you were like, hmm, hello, everyone. I felt like I could cut that, but you dwelling on it means I probably oh, shouldn't. Well, no, it just was interesting because I didn't notice that you stumbled. The only thing I noticed is that you just then come- made your voice higher. <laughs> I come back like Barney. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of a song. I could not tell you what Barney sounds like. Not even. I, I'm not even. I can't close. even pretend to believe what I that I I could even. But that's what he said all the time. Well, this reminds me of a song. And then they would sing about I think that. It'd be thing. more interesting if Barney had a voice more like mine. Well, this reminds me of a song. You know, I think I that, think would, be that would be Jurassic Park. I thought we were close. <laughs> Barney was a dinosaur <laughs> from our imagination. This <laughs> is like if he, he like takes the cigar out of his mouth, puts down his glass of scotch. He's like, hmm, this reminds me of a song. <laughs> Clean Some up, everybody. Jazz yeah. Starts playing in the background. <laughs> Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? It was you, Jimmy. Mm. Um, hey, uh, what, what's, what's been going on this week? I, what's, I'm, hey, you, you are... Living your best life, and I am uh, also doing the same. Yeah, yeah. We've had very eventful weeks, actually. It feels like it's been it's been an eventful week. I could I could barely tell you anything that happened, but I'm sure you'll remind me. The well, um, sometimes they feel like like a week feels like it happened a lot further like a, away. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I don't remember that it like oh that's you what were happened. bragging about getting your shot. That's right. And now we both have our first we shot. We have both been vis- vaccinated. Half vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, we're, v- we're vac- half vaccinated. Um, half vaccinated. Um, you, you had a very different reaction to it than I did. Dude, you know what? It is crazy that everybody has people's bodies, man. Yeah, just their so chemical weird. makeups. It's so weird. Um, I, yeah, I mean, my arm was sore, definitely. And I I didn't feel great, but I was totally fine. Yeah. And I, I really can't complain about it, especially after hearing your experience. It, yeah, it was like having every symptom of the flu at once. And the only thing that really made me feel bad was the migraine. Yeah. Like, I think I could have lived with everything all at once, but it was like the migraine. And I genuinely... Something about that, like, when I get a migraine, I almost get panicky. Because it's it feels like the worst possible thing for me. Yeah, I then and start watching the clock when I can take Tylenol again. Yeah, especially if it doesn't go away. Yeah. Like, okay, this isn't going away. How do I end this? Short of like putting my head the in headache, a shark's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I do? Yeah. Um. But I. Yeah, I did not like. Lexi had that reaction with her second round, mm. where it just took her down. Yeah. But I and I think your grandmother had a uh, yeah similar reaction like I did, did too yeah. But that was also with the second shot, which terrifies mm. me for you for your second shot. I feel like well, now it's I know either going to be just super easy for some reason, or you we might have to like knock you out. <laughs> I'm just going to keep taking Ambien or melatonin. <laughs> so let's say you have Ambien. No, I don't. I have melatonin. So I would I have to say, borrow some Ambien or something. We should just take Ambien and then force ourselves to stay up and then do the next podcast and see what happens. 
It could be fun. Yep. That's a... Mm-hmm. We I already mean, know that, that I have a problem falling it's asleep. It's like the most famous anyway. woman in the world on TikTok is somebody who sleepwalks, right? I mean, we could become that famous. No, I think Aren't the like most famous person followers. on TikTok right now is that vegan lady. Yeah, nobody knows. Our like 12 followers on, you know, scene partners TikTok would be... Our 10 followers. Two of them are us. That's true. Would be... <laughs> Well, no, that's not fair because the scene partner's TikTok is just mine that I named scene partners. <laughs> <laughs> I shall follow myself. I just I will like my name. own posts. I changed the name. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know what I was going to say, but I feel like then we they would be really excited. Yeah. Or we could just, you know, actually make a for real TikTok sometime and see what happens. We should start promoting. <sighs> I know. I just <laughs> We're kind of the worst at it. Yeah, me especially. I just almost like I just want to create the content and have people stumble upon it and enjoy it while they're here. That's right. And I don't know gift. what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is that like I want to do the work, but I almost feel like I don't want to shove it in everyone's face all yes. the time because then I'm like, oh, I I did. It's like I'm I'm the the really polite starving child that knocks on your door and says, I just you know what? Never mind. I'm fine. I um, it's it's fine. Never mind. <laughs> you you and away. I would be terrible. Like if we did a film, we would be terrible at press. Yeah, no, that would be the worst for me. Just be like, no, I I mean, it's good. If you want to see it, you can. But if you don't, it's but if all you right. don't, yeah, it's it's out there. Uh, <laughs> if you choose to see it, I don't know what it is about me. It's almost I I think I'm just so afraid of seeming like I'm being pushy. Yeah, like I'm pushing this on to to other people. Like they have to watch it. Yeah, I, like especially it's like, like I'm on immediately social... apologizing. <laughs> yes, on, and especially on social media, I feel like we get advertised at so much from everything that we do on our phones. Yeah, that I feel like I don't want to add to the noise that's out there. Like I, I, I tried, I try really hard to just disconnect from my phone, which is basically impossible in this day and age. Yeah, but when I'm talking to people, I try to make sure or at least make a conscious effort to not have my phone in my hand Mm -hmm. and be on it. It is difficult. I mean, even walking around, we do so much even at school with our phones, you know, like a lot of the times it's how we communicate with the teachers or like, you know, we're, I'm doing stuff in my class with teaching the kids about certain programs Mm -hmm. on the phone. Yeah. (laughs) Because your phone is basically just a computer. I mean, I have Adobe on my phone. I can pull it up on my smart board, you know, and just show them really fast. And it's yeah. easier than my computer. Isn't that insane that we have phones that are faster in our pockets than our first than our, family computer that yeah. we had back in the day? Oh, my gosh. I don't even the stress of, of that family computer. <laughs> um, it's two in the morning. The screen's lit up. Cody's on AIM. <laughs> Uh, it's actually dial up speed is probably faster than what my parents' internet still is to this day. So that, <laughs> that really like their, that Hughes net's really doing a lot for them out there in the middle of nowhere. Ooh. Um, of course my dad just rolled his eyes and he's thinking we haven't had Hughes net. I don't know what they have anymore. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of your dad, you also end the week. You also went fishing with him and your grandpa, which is the weirdest sentence that you've ever said to me. E- yeah. Yeah, I went fishing. I totally did. I went fishing. You're you're I, red. I got on that. You're real red. I, one side of my body is red. You know, 
you want to feel good about yourself in any sort of way, walk into a room full of children and just see what, just listen to what they say about you. Like if I take my glasses off to clean my glasses, they all scream, you know, because I look so, they're like, oh, you look terrible. Like, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> um, if you like wear clothes, like there's this one kid at school I was wearing, I thought I looked really good. I was like, I'm mm. wearing, like, these are, like, I love these clothes. This is a good clothes day for me. He walked by and he said, hmm, so do you, they just let you not, like, like wear what you want when you come to, like, do they not make you dress, dress in dress clothes when you come to school? And I was like, excuse me? He said, wow. You look really comfortable. I was like, thank you, second grader. Like, what in the world? Wow. <laughs> Who would have ever thought you look really comfortable would, you know, be so offensive? You know, three years ago, I started parting my hair to the other side because I used to always part it the other oh, way yeah. because a hairdresser told me, he's like, please don't part your hair to that side anymore. <gasps> <laughs> True story. <laughs> what? So now I'm like self-conscious that it's like I'm flat sided on one side of my face because of the asymmetrical what nature the of the world. My face. Yeah. That's one of those things like we were talking about the other day. I like, didn't go back to never them. know. Yeah. What somebody's going to say that's going to completely ruin the rest of your life. Yep. Well, it's, it's like it's it's so crazy cuz I also suffer from OCD real badly. Mm. And I remember this girl in like second grade saying something about how someone's ears were dirty and now I every day make sure my ears are clean before I yeah. leave the house. I was that girl. That was me. I was that. I, what you didn't know that I I just dressed up and I went in there and was like, "I'm going to build a lifetime of insecurities in Chris, and then I'm going to run away and meet him much later and pretend this never happened." Um, I but was yeah, like my version trip. of Doctor Who. Yeah, I uh, I went fishing. Was my grandfather is a is a big time fisherman, and it was just so odd because we had just had that conversation about my grandfather and coming to see shows that I've been in and how he'd never done it. And then I end up on a boat with him with something that he's interested in. Yeah. For seven and a half hours. Oh, but I mean, it's great. And, and I know that it is a good memory and yeah. it's something, you know, him waiting out on you on his porch with his little tackle box. And he was so excited. And I, I'm so fortunate to be able to, live back home and to be able to go and experience these things yeah. because for so long I wasn't. And I, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that I get to do that and that they even asked me, Yeah, you know, I mean, it could have just not invited me. Um, like anybody else in the family who likes fishing, <laughs> let's send Cody. But let's send me, um, you know, and my dad's not necessarily the biggest outdoorsy guy either. And in a sense, that was probably sad for my grandpa but you know what's interesting is that when I was growing up he was such a different person yeah and he's changed so much and it's like I'm wondering the vast change that he's gone through with you know being and he's always been like a man's man he yeah. was a big guy like the most massive hands that you know like when i was a kid i just thought that he could break rocks with his fists you know that he could just squeeze a rock and crack an ass <laughs> i mean he's like a, a comic book hero in a way he was yeah. just huge and he would go outside and cut trees down with an axe you know i mean it was just like crazy and now he's just kind of like this goofy happy-go-lucky guy yeah 
And I don't understand how to take that. <laughs> the dynamic has shifted. I'm like, where's the guy that used to slap me upside the back of the head whenever I didn't forget to take my hat off yeah. at the table? <laughs> like, where's that guy? Yeah. Because he he's not around anymore. And I don't know how to take it. So like <laughs> when we were fishing on this boat, um, it was a guided fishing trip, which was kind of interesting. It was in Toledo Bend. It's a huge lake. It was 34 degrees when we got there and we got on this big <laughs> pontoon boat and took off. The other thing that I thought was interesting, it was like a genuine country experience. We showed up and he wanted us to meet him at a gas station, not because we were getting in a boat or getting in a, getting in a, like a, um, a uh, van, of some a sort. van or yeah. like anything like that, or that the gas station was on the water and that that's happened to be where they parked the boats or whatever. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this is like a marina gas station. Yeah. This is called something like bait and tackle or something. And we pull up and it's a gas bait station. Bait and tackle her? I don't know. Bait and tackle or something oh, is what I said. Okay. Bait and tackle her. <laughs> Just met her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great scene partners. Bait and tackler. That's our next. That's our next stickers. Original. Yeah. <laughs> I would see that people on the back of their trucks right now. I want it to be our faces, but yours is actually in red. Yeah, mine will be in red. It'll be on the back of every F one fifty in Louisiana <laughs> in vinyl. It'd be so fun. Um, but we go to this gas station for no other reason than to eat breakfast. It's the only reason why we're there. We just show up and we eat breakfast. And then I order the first thing on the menu because I honestly don't care what I eat. And I didn't want to look and they didn't have the menu up anywhere. And it was mm -hmm. just on this piece of paper at the register. And the first thing that was on there was called the Big Kahuna. So it was eight ninety nine. I didn't even look what it was. I said, I'll have the Big Kahuna. And the woman was like, you want, you know, bacon? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take bacon. You want scrambled egg? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was getting. It showed up. It was like eggs, bacon, a biscuit, and a short stack of pancakes. It was a, and a hash browns. <laughs> so much food. But I'm also like, I love breakfast. I'm a hungry guy. So I ate all of it. And the dude, just the guy the said, man, I've never seen anybody eat that before. That whole thing before. And I was like, well, that's me. And so the whole day, call me Big Kahuna. <laughs> Real exciting. <laughs> Real exciting. It's like Andy moment. off of the office. Yeah. Oh, like big tuna. Big tuna. I was big kahuna the whole day. And um, it, was, it was just really great times. Anyway, it was freezing. We rode what I think was, I mean, I could have read the entire Bible on this journey. It felt like <laughs> it was so long from the when we put, when we got on the boat to where we were going to fish. I was like, is not all of the lake fishable? Yeah. Like, did we have to ride on the boat? For 45 minutes in 34-degree weather with the wind blowing like crazy. Well, I know that fishermen, I because several of my customers are real big into like going to fish uh, down in the Gulf and stuff like that. And they have like their spots. They have a spot, yeah. And I understand all that. But it wasn't helping me in that moment Yeah, when I was freezing my, my little patootie off. So... Anyway, we get to this place, and the sun's not really out, and I just wasn't thinking about the fact that you can get sunburned. And of course, I ended up standing in basically the same spot of this boat, leaning up against the same railing, and the sun was always on my right. And so when I got home, my ear looked like it had just been, like, you know, bought at KFC, like a six-piece fried chicken. 
like right there. It was so, so crispy. Yeah, you look a little like Harvey Dent right now. Oh my gosh, it's just... And then, it, like, my hands are sunburned weird from holding the fishing pole for seven and a half hours. And I have my coat on. I just look like I have leprosy. I look like I have leprosy. The best part of the journey was I had to pee really bad. And um, we were in a residential area. Like, you could, we were on the boat, but everywhere you looked, there was like people's lake houses. And I was not going to pee off the boat. I was not going to do it because for mo- well, for well, multiple a residential reasons, area, for yes. multiple reasons. But also, like, I know that if you get caught urinating in public in the state of Louisiana, you could be arrested for being a sex and then and then you have to be a registered sex offender. Did you know that? I did not know that. If you get caught, like if you pull over <laughs> in your car. Could you imagine coming home and you have to go knock on all your neighbor's yeah, doors? Yeah, and be like, hey. Uh, let you know I moved in three years ago, I and I now, live here. Because I peed outside. Um, yeah, if you pee outside, like out of doors, if you urinate in the woods and a police officer walks by, they're going to arrest you. Arrest not you. like a game warden. You think a police officer? Even a game warden. Well, yes, but, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just like they can arrest you, and then you'll be a registered sex offender, rest of your life. So I'm not going to pee off that boat. It's just not going to happen. And I get to a point where it is slowly starting to become an option where I'm just going to have to jump in the water. Like I don't know what else. I'm to go do. waist down, and then I'm getting right back in and the then boat. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> or you can just leave me here. I'll just drown as long as I can. I'll relieve myself. I don't care. But this has to end. We are getting so close to this dude's house. This is after seven and a half hours of fishing. We're getting so close to this guy's house, and he passes it up to go get gas. And I thought I was going to cry. Like, I felt a tear freeze to my cheek because (laughs) of the wind, you know. And then we're getting gas, and I guess this was like a 200-gallon tank on this boat because it felt like it took 45 minutes. He then is like joking with the gas station lady and he thinks he's hilarious. And the whole time I'm just like, if you do not get me back to this bathroom, <laughs> I'm going to die. Like you're going to have your first death on this boat because my blood, my bladder is going to rupture. We start going back and he looks over to my dad and he's like going like five miles an hour in the boat. And he's like, so uh, this was a good day. Like, I'm glad y'all. Came. And I was like, look. You're going to have to step on it, man. <laughs> Pedal to the metal, Commander. Take me home. Like, you have got to get to the dock. I have got to go to the bathroom. You're to the point where your legs are shaking. Like, I my I couldn't sit down anymore, so I'm standing <laughs> up. Because if I sat down, like, my muscles and my stomach were so tense that I thought that I was... If I sat down, I was just going to pee everywhere. Yeah. So we get to the dock, and I... And he was like, oh, you got to go to the bathroom. He's like, yeah. He said, well, when you get to the dock, go up there. I was like, I have no idea what he just said, but I'm going somewhere and there's going to be a bathroom. So I go up the stairs and I'm looking around and the first door that I go into, there's a sink. And then there's like a funnel with a tube that goes through the floor and leads to somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me. Please tell me. That's where you went to the bathroom. That's what I did. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm not proud of it, but I honestly don't even care. I have no idea where that went. I have no idea what happened to it. 
I'm hoping that it went to a safe place <laughs> out of reach <laughs> and not into something that was, you know, like, I, I, I don't even know. I yeah. don't even know what it could be. So many options. My dad, after the like five minutes that it took me to pee because it was, it was you know, at the at the top, I was very full. So at the point, like five minutes later, I come walking out of there and just hoping that I chose the right thing. And he was like, there's a bathroom in there. And I was like, look, I don't know if it's a bathroom, but there is a red funnel and, he, and a tube. And he was like, all righty. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what, it happened. And that's my fishing story. There you go. Meanwhile, I sat very comfortably in your house uh, dog sitting. Yeah, that was very nice of you. It was <laughs> it was like a, so many things. You know, it's interesting with family. As you get older, the things that you have to do to be able to do one thing. And, you know, for us to go on this fishing trip, we, would have, we had to go to my parents' house for my grandpa. We had to go to my parents' house and stay there because we were leaving so early in the morning. And they lived yeah. like an hour and ten minutes away. And we had like you were nice enough to come and stay here with the dog. And we went there and Lexi stayed with my other grandmother who has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And my mom went and stayed with my grandpa's wife, my other grandmother. Yeah. Because she has to have somebody with her because she's homebound so that we could go fishing. Yeah. (laughs) All these shifting parts. All of that had to happen so that, you know, it's just wild how things become so complicated the older you get. Yeah. When and that's just crazy. But your grandfather had a good day. He did have a good day. I mean, I'm going to tell you there was a little part of me that while this was all happening, I just kept thinking this man couldn't sit in a theater seat for an hour and he's been standing <laughs> on this boat for seven and a half hours at 80 years old. Oh man. <laughs> Where it's nice and air conditioned. And here I am on this boat with him. Uh, but still, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely, uh, it's definitely not, I'm not going to forget it. Yeah. I'm not going to forget it. You got great stories, see? That's true. And you know what? This time he didn't put me on the bank. So <laughs> when I was a kid, that's he would where just, I preferred to be. Yeah. When I was, and that would have much, yes. When I was a kid, if I talked too much in the bank on the in the boat, he would just go to the shore and kick me out and tell me not to move until he came back. Yeah, so. my, my parents just got to the point where it's like, look, stay on the bank. We definitely want to see you, but just don't just enjoy yourself. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. do your thing. You get hungry, let us know. We'll we'll ride over there and give you a sandwich. Mm. So I did see this really cool thing. Uh, that Chicago Shakespeare and Drury Lane Theater announced that they are opening live performances for the fall. Oh, that's awesome. And that gave me such a strange amount of hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? They might have the inside track as to when. I mean, I feel like that is a huge. And you know what? They have. They have two theaters at Chicago Shakespeare. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. like a 600 seat. Well, they've got more than two. They've. I guess they technically have three now. They have the 600-seat theater. Then they have like a 200-seat theater. And then they have a like 1,500-seat theater or 2,000-seat. It's like huge. Yeah. The, the, I, I haven't even seen this new theater that they built in the yard. It's what it's called. It's a, a big, big outdoor space. 
that they took over. So you think, I mean, they would be able to open and do a show, and most of their shows don't have royalties because they're classical shows. Yeah. So they would be able to put it on and socially distant people and mm-hmm. have socially distant people and still be able to make sense of it. But still, it made me excited. I was like, man, if a big city like that is going to start opening up, then hopefully that means that we'll be able to do something. Yeah. And I know that I've heard people say, like, July. I think that's what the uh, the TikTok FBI guy. Oh, is NSA that what guy, it was? Yeah, I think that he's the one that kind of got everybody on that because he's the one that... Uh, you know, has the inside track to some of these things to be like, look, I've seen the patterns before looking like probably mm-hmm. July. Things are going to be normal. It's just so hard to know. Yeah. Like, cause you've heard, I mean, I've heard so many, everybody has so many different things throughout the past year, literal year. Yes. Now. And I like, how do you know? Like, is it going to be <laughs> in July? Uh, <laughs> is it going to be next Christmas? I don't is know. It like, like, is it when? next March? I no. don't. <laughs> There's no way knows? to know. But we have to figure something out. I just don't. I just don't know. You know, I got an email from somebody who acts with us. And they were talking about our upcoming shows and excited for whenever we announce the date for the theater. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. we were supposed to do Mockingbird in May, so I'm. That ain't gonna happen. No. <laughs> Nah. So I I don't know what to do. I don't know. But so much like the rest of the world, we pivot. And that's basic well basically what we've been doing this past year is we've pivoted and we've we've sort of moved in a different direction of like doing a weekly podcast <laughs> for the time being. But and and we're doing these classes of which I had to miss because of the shot, and I haven't had a chance to ask you how that went. Um, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean we just we we'll just pivot with everything and ride I think the wave. At a of certain this. point, it's like I am I feel super positive about so many things, and I want to be positive about where we're moving and the things that are going to happen and what it's going to be like when we get back. And thinking about that, thinking about that, and I want to be positive. I want to be positive, but really, I'm just kind of angry. And I'm, I'm, I just, Not I'm you. so tired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm kind of angry and I'm kind of like done with this and I have this frustration with it and I'm just ready to not care anymore. And yeah. I see so many other people not caring and I'm like, I want to also not care. Yeah. I want to not care and I can't. And I, that frustrates me. Like, I just want to. Well, I think, you know, having the global awareness of even though, like, say, in in a few weeks, you and I will both be inoculated. Yeah. And, you know, Lexi's already had both of her vaccines. And many of our close everyone in our little pod is going to be vaccinated. Yeah. And, And it's easy to think like, oh, well, we can do stuff again. But it's also like I also want to be aware that maybe I could still carry. Yeah. The strain well, and pass like it on saying, to someone else. If you have been vaccinated and, you know, like you and your friends get together, like you can have a maskless gathering if everyone is vaccinated. Yeah. But when you leave and you go back out into the world, you need to put your mask on. Yeah. Because there could be, you know, or if one there person. Is one person there that hasn't been vaccinated, you need to have your mask on. <laughs> I mean, 
I just don't know how long it's going to be, especially considering that so many people are not taking the vaccine. Yeah. But I will say for the people that don't take the vaccine at a certain point, whenever it becomes more available and it's just obvious, like, oh, I made this choice not to do it. At that point, I'm like, well, you're on your own. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you have made this conscious effort to be like, I'm good. Well, All right. Well, you can be good. <laughs> and I'm going to go back to living my life fully vaccinated. And Yeah. It's like basically telling a smoker, hey, you have, you know, if you don't stop smoking, you're going to die. Well, I'm addicted to nicotine. And it's yeah. like, OK, you were given the information. And there now you go. We're moving on. Yeah. It's your choice from this point forward. I mean, yeah, I just I want to I want to be back in the theater and we're talking about the summer programming at the Fox and we can actually put on a show this summer um, through the Fox because it's a workshop. It's a class. Mm -hmm. So we're able to we're able to do it and have it make a little bit more sense because it's more like a summer camp and uh, or it is a summer camp. And I'm excited about doing that because we're doing Peter Pan. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I love that story so much and it's so much fun. It's going to be really difficult to not just, even though it's a kid version, to not just be like, I am going to be Captain Hook. <laughs> if you go as Captain <laughs> Hook, I'm going as Smee. Like, so you kids can be in this show, but Chris is Smee and I'm Captain Hook and... <laughs> You guys are everyone we're, else. We're rewriting it to where we're the stars of the show. In reality, we're just going to perform and you kids are going to watch. <laughs> Thank you for your production fee, for your summer camp fee. That's you so interesting to think that that's really seat. how we met. <laughs> it is weird. For the first time. I mean, that's really when we became friends. Yeah. Like for real friends. It's just me doing your, your makeup tattoos. On your belly button. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> You're going, I'm sorry. I don't actually I don't know you well enough know to do why this. I did that. That was really weird. Uh, but the classes, I will say that those adult classes are so, they're so much fun. I have yet to stick to any sort of timetable in those yeah. adult classes also. like I think we, you're just so excited about. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's wild. I Before, like when we were doing a class. It wouldn't matter when it was. It was like, okay, this is when we begin. This is when we end. This is when I said I was going to be doing stuff. And and that's when we're going to do it. And I'm not going to take advantage of anyone else's time. And with this, it's been like, all right, you guys ready to start? Or when do you all want to start? You all want to just talk for a little while? That's cool, too. And we can just go till 8. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> we can be here for three hours. Like, yeah. whatever you want. I'm good. But it's just so fun. We also are starting off with Shakespeare, which is just like, great i just yeah. i and i know i talked about it a little bit last time but we were able to um this last class we started off with some scansion stuff and it is a little scary for me is whenever I, I i teach that for me as a teacher in that moment because i know for me personally when i first started doing shakespeare i was incredibly bad at it because <laughs> i was so worried about getting the technique right yeah you know, making sure that I was doing the um, doing the unstressed, then stressed syllables yeah. like da 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 da. Like it's mm -hmm. wouldn't sound like that. Like what are you doing? All the world's a stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you like end up sounding like a robot. Yeah. And not making it natural, and like making sure that I just I overworked it too much. Yeah. Just like you overwork the dough when you make bread. You know, sometimes yeah. that's what I would do. And um, 
but I feel like you have to have some of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like like working this tightrope almost, I, th- I feel like, because you have to give the basic information because everybody needs to know what they're doing. Yeah. But you don't want to give too much and you don't want to give so much importance to it that they're not able to actually have <laughs> you know emotion moment, or like feel. The eyes glass over. Oh, yeah. And there was a little bit of that, but for the most part, everybody really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And what is really cool is, you know, Lexi is a teacher and English is like her thing. And it's interesting hearing like her talk about like in class when I'm talking about Shakespeare, how she never really studied it. You know, that wasn't necessarily her thing. And it's kind of intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I, I was happy really that she said that to me because I, I forget sometimes that this isn't other people's second language in a way. Yeah. And really for me, I I was kind of beginning. I, I think I was kind of starting to lose it a little bit as far as the my knowledge of it went. Mm-hmm. And I've been so excited to do this again because it's all coming back like yeah. waves, like a waterfall. It's been so much fun, and we're kind of studying it at school, which is nice too. So it's just kind of all around me right now, and I'm, yeah, it's just it's just nice to know that I still have it and it's still there and it's still a tool that I have access to. Because it was, I was close to probably losing it for a while. <laughs> no, it's it, it. I was thinking about that. It, it's weird that you say that because I was thinking about this the other day about like being in school and learning information. Because I also brush up on like some of the the psych, psychology things and terms and 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 studies and and personality theories and things like that from time to time. Because just like you, I don't want to lose it. Yeah. Because you you I feel like gather I paid the so much information, money and I put so much time into this, <laughs> yes. and and I also like love. I love it. Yeah. I genuinely love. Like it. you you've you, and like for a test, you would gather the information just for that test, and then yeah, and then it's gone. Forget about it. And that's one of the things that like when you're passionate about something, you're like, no, I don't want I don't want to lose this. And it's nice to get back to even the basics and yeah. being like, let's, let's approach this. Like, I don't know anything to be like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is the foundation for why I do this, 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 and this. Well, and with Shakespeare, the, one of the reasons why I love starting with him and I, I feel like other teachers or, you know, like another acting coach would listen to this and possibly they'd be horrified. But I feel like if you can get someone in a, even in a beginning acting class mm-hmm. to do a Shakespeare monologue, and at the end of that monologue, they feel good about what they did. Yeah. They can literally do anything yeah. after that. Because in a lot of people's mind, that's the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And if you can connect to Shakespeare's text, then I feel like afterwards, when I hand everybody their contemporary monologue, they're going to fly through it. Yeah. It's going to be so easy. Because really, Shakespeare wrote, he wrote in emotions. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about with scanning it. And I just the brilliance of all of it, you know, I mean, when you scan Shakespeare's text out and you look at the end of his beats, you know, and, and then you have like, you know, the, the, in his IMs, the, the perfect tens. Mm-hmm. And then you have a feminine ending with an 11 comes in and you're like, Oh, what's that about? That's interesting. And the next line is also an 11. You're like, that's strange. Yeah. Why did he do that? And then you've got, a couple of tens and then you have an Alexander line. You've got a 12. You're like, what is going on? And what's cool is that you can look at that and then say, okay, so this stuff is pretty much just like 
normal text, these yeah. tens. And the elevens he's told me are important because they're different. And the twelve is like, what is happening? Yeah. And so it's just the way that Shakespeare wrote in order to he literally was directing people with writing. Yeah. And all of the punctuation and stuff. And that's why I think it's so interesting about the folio technique. Um whenever you learn it, because all of the punctuation has to do with what you are supposed to do. If you're yeah. gonna take a break or a breath or a thought in certain places, or if you're going to jump to the next thought, like he writes it all in for you. Yeah. Not in saying that that's what you have to do. And that's the trap. Whenever I, I feel like I'm teaching it and I tell people this, they're like, okay, now I have to do this. Shakespeare's made all my decisions for me. Like, no, he hasn't. Yeah. He is giving you an amazing jumping point. Yeah. Like you, you start here and you, you know, you find, you find it out for yourself. And that's the thing about all these different tools and all these different, um, you know, techniques is that they're all just they're all just that they're tools. Yeah. And sometimes certain tools don't work as good as other ones. And you have to switch it up and pull from somewhere else. It's all about what works best for you. Yeah. See, I think about it in the in the way that like song composition is like you have the verses that lead you to the chorus. Yeah. That are pointing like these ideas are leading you to like, here's the idea that I really want to emphasize. And then you have your 12 lines, which are basically the bridge mm -hmm. to me, which is like, let me tie it all together in this nice, neat little bow that like really gets you thinking or stirring or whatever. And yeah. then then you have like that that out chorus or whatever, mm -hmm. where it's like, let me emphasize my point once more. And that's just how I mean, that's just what simplified it for me in thinking about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people like look at it in a way like music yeah. whenever they're studying Shakespeare. I think it's one reason why it's easy to memorize in a sense because it is kind of like a song. Yeah. And it is poetry. Um, you know, I, I do think that there is something really beautiful in the fact that you can look at the folio and you can see just the way that it's written the way that it was actually performed the first time. Yeah. Like I can read Hamlet and read the acting choices that the first Hamlet did mm -hmm. because of the way it's written. That That's crazy. Yeah. To think that that's just, I, that's just really cool. Even though in the folio version, Hamlet dies twice. I mean, that's wild, but <laughs> <laughs> now Whoops. I will say this back to your original point there about like how Lexi was intimidated when I was in college and we were going to do uh, uh, much do much do. I was also very intimidated, but you know, I'd had like a very bad introduction to it in high school too, where it was like, "Oh man, dude, I really don't want to. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to read this. Nobody understands this. How is this relevant?" And then that ended up being my acting for yeah. like class was that whole play, that project of creating this character. And then once you start diving into it and you really start to see what is actually being said, even the subtext of it, then you get to have fun. And oh, then it's yeah. like, if I can, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I, I, cause I'm not, you know, learned and not, I've only done like two shows ever as, a, a, under Shakespeare's, you know, text. Um, but it's like, if I can get the audience to understand what I'm saying yeah, and then I'm having fun then it changes the whole show for them mm -hmm. where if they can hear and understand what's happening and what's being said, it changes the whole show. And that's just, it's why I love the, uh, the Shakespeare bridge. Like you watch that and you're like, I understand Everything. all of it. Yeah. 
because they're saying everything that's being said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, the first time that I that I saw Shakespeare and that I understood everything, I felt like that I had like that I had made it to heaven or something. You know, it was just it was so fun. Yeah. And then it changes later it all to for you. go to school and then and then experience the the joy of learning how to perform it that way. Yeah. And then being in a show and then realizing that everything that I'm saying, people are with me. Yeah. And they're following everything that I'm doing. And they're following it because I'm speaking clearly and they understand my acting choices. Yeah. Like, I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah. And it feels like you've accomplished something huge. And that's, I think I'm really looking forward to this next class as we move forward and people start really seeing more about what it's like to put these monologues together all yeah. in one. I'm really looking forward to how that's going to change mm. everyone's outlook on it. Because I really think there's just, I just think there's nothing better. There's just nothing better. Oh, and I also will say that I too, I hated Shakespeare in high school. Hated yeah. it. Um, and it's because I think Shakespeare so many times is taught like, you know, like Ernest Hemingway wrote it or something. Like, it's, <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> that's, it, it's not a novel, you know? And yeah. People are like, well, okay, we've got to teach this and this is what it is. And you have these people reading it with no feeling. The best way that a, that a you know, English teacher could teach Shakespeare would be to figure out some way to take your kids to a performance. Yeah. Like a good performance of Shakespeare at a professional company. I don't know how that's possible down here, really. But, you know, I mean, I look at Chicago Shakespeare's program where they bring, they do Shakespeare in the schools. They were, like, recognized by the White House, like, a couple of years ago for this awesome program. But they bring all of the schools around, like, in Indiana and Wisconsin and Michigan travel to Illinois, to Chicago, just to see shows there. Yeah. And they have a whole Shakes in the Schools thing. That, you know, they send out packets and the things that, look, go over this with your students beforehand so that they have an understanding. And then after the show, they do a Q&A with all of the professional actors that they have where the kids get to ask questions about the performance and they're so engaged. Yeah. And that was awesome to be a part of. That's really cool. Like when we did Midsummer, that was so much fun because really Midsummer is all about the experiences and problems that that age group is going through all the time. Yes. I mean, it's all like, I really like this person. They don't really like me, but they kind of said that they like me, but they really like my friend. And now they're saying they like me and I don't really believe that they like me. But anyway, we're going to get married. Yeah. (laughs) And then you got those weird tinkerer kids. Yeah. And then you've got the like weird theater kids. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, you know, the mechanicals and they're putting on a play. And they're not so great at it. I don't know why I always call and them tinkerers. Have, yeah, I don't. Well, there <laughs> is tinker. Yes, there, there are, there are like the um, there is the tinkerer. What? Oh no, it's snug the joiner, and I, I have to look at. I feel like one is a tinkerer. Oh, I don't know who it is. Maybe I don't know. Um, but they are. They the all have titles. Yeah. Um, but and then you've got like the fairies, and I guess those are the emo kids. <laughs> wow, why would you be so hurtful? So the emo kids or the fairies? The the emo kids. Oh. I'm sorry. You don't think that the 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 fairies could be like the space cadet kids? Where they're just like, no, eh. they're not the space cadet kids. You don't think so? No. If anything, Maybe they'd be like the most the really popular smart kids. kids. If anything, you think they'd so? be the most popular kids. Yeah. 
I mean, you think of it like Oberon is super irritated at Titania, and they're both like that's like the quarterback and the star cheerleader. Okay, okay, yes, and then they're yes. like irritated because one of them has something that the other one wants and so yes. they're in a feud and all the other little worlds like all the cheerleaders upset so then who's and all puck? the football players are upset and puck is like the class clown that just really wants to date Tanya. okay okay who has a chance because he's because funny he's actually elon musk he's funny <laughs> all right that's my explanation never underestimate the power of humor that's what i tell lexi all the time <laughs> You do keep her laughing, so. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, I try at least. I feel like sometimes it's it's a a courtesy laugh, but I'll take it. What else are you excited about? Like with doing I really thought class? you were going to say, what else can we talk about? What <laughs> what, what else do you want to talk about? Like, what? I, um, I'm excited about the class for many things. And honestly, I think I'm just excited the fact that the class is bringing me Something that I've been missing for a really long time. Yeah. Which is just the ability to be around people and talk about emotions and Mm -hmm. have them up on stage and discovering things. And then also having a place to filter all of this frustration and weirdness into, which is why I really like almost wanted to just be like, I'm going to also memorize some monologues and (laughs) I'm going to participate, which I'm not going to do that, but. There's a part of me that's like, well, I'll just, when everybody leaves, I'll do it by myself. Yeah. <laughs> In the corner. But man, I just, I do wish that, that I think that's what I like. I'm jealous. Like, I'm jealous of everyone in this class because I want to take an acting class. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to take an acting class from myself, obviously. We'll, we'll, we'll record it. We'll set up our phones, Lexi and I, and then we'll <laughs> record it. And then we'll give you like some. I just. footage to work with I don't know but I'm also that kind of weird guy that you know one of the most fun things for me that I really do enjoy is being alone in the theater Mm. and just like walking around on the stage and performing all by myself yeah um which I know sounds ridiculous no not at all I I just well you know that I do that too before a show I'll walk it and just fill the space but like I, if I'm alone in the theater, I almost feel like it's it it does really feel like church for me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, you know, and it, it is something like I I know the first time that Lexi and I like I went to I went to church with Lexi and she's Catholic and I'm not, but I sat in the pew and it was like kind of an emotional, beautiful experience, like just being out at the church and just being able to sit there and being quiet. Yeah, and um seeing other people like and and really i think that's what it was for me it wasn't necessarily where we were Mm -hmm. it was i'm doing something with a bunch of other people and we're all doing the same thing yeah and sharing the same experience yeah and that's that's what i think theater most of the time is for me is sharing that experience but there is really like very few things in my life that I love more than just being alone in the theater. Like if I'm building the set or whatever, or if, if I just like have something I need to go and do there, there's not a world where I don't turn a light on yeah, and go onto the stage and just say whatever monologue I could possibly remember yeah, or sing a song or, you know, I just end up performing. And that did kind of get me in trouble one time. <laughs> <laughs> where where um, I was on stage 
uh, building the set for Oliver. And I thought, you know what? I wonder how many monologues I can remember that I have done. Like, because they're so long. I mean, there's so many monologues that I have forgotten. Yeah. But there are some of them I feel like I'll never forget. But I um, I just was going to see. Like, okay, I'm going to start with uh, the first monologue that I can remember and see how how long I can go. And so I was just doing all of these monologues that I could remember. And then I look up and there's just this woman in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all alone in the theater. And I'm like, uh, hi. Yeah. She said, I I have a business that just moved in next door and I've been seeing your car and I just wanted to come over here and introduce myself <laughs> um and i was like oh hi she said are are you alone are you here by yourself i was like yeah there's nothing more embarrassing than I getting sure caught am. acting by yourself I was like i sure am she's like what are you and i was like i'm sorry and i just came clean i was like look i um i guess i'm just weird like i'm just performing yeah. by myself i'm just going through monologues and doing my thing and I just I didn't think anybody was here so I was being weird like you are when no one is around yeah and I was being so loud like at the fox when someone walks into that door you you hear it I mean it's like a loud squeak and we purposefully do not WD-40 it because we want to hear when people come in or out yeah and it's like a security system almost that squeak (laughs) is our security system and I was being so loud yeah. that I didn't hear the door open or close. Uh, she never she never talked to me again after that, by the way. Like I, I would she doesn't see even her. wave at you in the parking lot. No, I would see like her over there and I'd be like, Hi. She wouldn't she wouldn't wave. But she did take an Oliver poster and put up at her place for a little while. Yeah. She was a, a therapist. I don't know if that's necessarily the show to go if you're if you're like in the middle of therapy. Well, like, hey, we're going to go see some some Dickens. Now, that sound good. That's going to help you. Yeah. That's going to help you right there. Deal with your emotions. See the light in the world. It's <laughs> 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 incredibly dark show. You know, I will say this about your earlier point about the collective experience. Um, especially, like, with WandaVision having just aired and, and ending and whatever. And oh, yeah, and everybody getting to watch that yeah. together. But it made me think of Endgame. And like we may never, especially like in our lifetimes, uh, experience something like that again because I got to see it uh, when it first came out once in a quiet theater and then second in this very noisy theater. Like when uh, the 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 you know Avengers assemble moment happens, eruption, eruption all over the the theater or whatever. And then it was really cool to see the audiences. Uh, reaction to the you know and I am Iron Man yeah because it was like yeah <gasps> oh no so it was you know there's something to be said about that collective experience and and I love those moments and sure the actors aren't there to receive them but to have that like thing with people where yeah, we're with going through this whole thing together we're riding this emotional roller coaster together and like you know, where it's your church, you're there to recharge, recalibrate. And that's just like what you're doing at the theater, basically. 
you're there running these monologues or these scenes by yourself to to get into the right headspace of being like, I'm here to 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 enjoy this space, to enjoy this moment for what it is. And it's it's like I I feel so at home in that space yeah. too, you know. And what's crazy is I I guess maybe other people experience this in other forms, but I it doesn't matter what theater I go in. Yeah. They all seem to feel the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you get that smell and you're just like, mm. I, yeah, I guess it's what it is. It's just like you go in there and it's there's this strange like normalcy or at homeness yeah. that you feel no matter where you are. Um I really feel it I think at the Fox because it's old. Yeah. <laughs> and you know well, it, it is an just, old movie. Like it's a it's a it uh, used to be a movie theater. Yeah, movie yeah. theater. Well and the shop used to be a grocery store, like a general store. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. And then uh I think it was called Desk. But it, it definitely has like Those that awesome. old Americana feel to it. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm, it, I don't, that I just respect the building for hanging on so long. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's really us just like keeping it together with Elmer's glue and scotch tape. <laughs> but, you know, I just, there there's something about it. Like knowing that you're in a space that what you love to do is accepted and, and that you're there feeling these emotions yeah. in this space that other people, it's, it's kind of like that thing of I can read, the folio and I can read people's acting choices from hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And how cool that is, that connection that we have with people, for, you know, like thousands of years yeah. have been doing this, this art form that we love so much that I can read a play that happened in Greece in 555 BC. Yeah. Like that's insane. That is insane. To know that I can read that and that it was something that was performed back then. It's just wild. And that it's all connected in some way. I don't yeah. know. It's just I guess it's one of the because I do really love the history of it, but it's just it's just neat to know that even not only do or do we have this connection with people that are in this industry with us now, but we also have this connection with all of these people from the past. Yeah. You know, and that it will continue on. Yeah. That I is hope, pretty awesome. I really hope. <laughs> That it continues. Yeah, it's on. definitely going to continue on. Hopefully, July. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to? Maybe somebody can just tell us. Like, I I keep asking these questions, and then sometimes I get a response from our listeners. Sometimes I don't, but someone just needs to tell me. What do I do? Do I announce a season? Do I announce a season knowing full well that I won't be able to do half the shows? I'm the wrong person to ask because I've spent my entire life just saying, someone tell me what the path is and just <laughs> let me walk it. I mean, I, I don't care. I, I don't like, care anymore to make choices announce, on my own. I will fully announce a season and I'll come up with the posters or whatever. I'll put some dates on there. I'm excited. I'll, I'm excited for that. I will do that with the knowledge that all of it's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it if that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, then why don't we head out of here so you can do that? Oh, my gosh. Are you sure? You don't want to stay here with me? I'm sorry if I have been a little low energy. I mean, I know that. (laughs) I think we're both a little low energy. (laughs) That's why I had to do two takes to get out of here. Yeah. To launch it. Well, when we sat sat down at first, it was like the first time. It was like the first time that I think I relaxed. And then I think I might have got too relaxed. (laughs) 
<laughs> you are very relaxed in that chair. I know. I'm in this recliner. I'm like, I am going down. I'm going to get you an uncomfortable folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what I need. Um, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go make our fake dates that are going to change for real. Well, let's do that. Okay. This has been Chris Parker's. Make- and that oh, was- hold on. Try oh. one more time. <laughs> Okay, you go. One more time. No, no, you first. This has been Scene Partners. That was Christophanopoulos. And that was Big Kahuna. It's a real pleasure to watch you just now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>